Um, ברשות כבוד המאזינים, אז תסלחו לי אם אדבר באנגלית, אז אני מאוד עצוב, אבל כשאני מדבר באנגלית, כל המאזינים אינם מבינים אותי, אבל אני מבין את עצמי. כשאני מדבר בעברית אפילו אני לא מבין. אז, beloved friends, today throughout Israel, over one million people are engaging in acts of Jewish unity. It is the greatest symbol and project of its kind ever. And I expect the Mashiach to come and see it for himself. When I was young, three years old, and we had a seder, and we had the coast shelter Eliyahu, my parents told me that Eliyahu HaNavi would come and drink the wine, and he would tell us the Mashiach has come. So for all my childhood, I believed that the Mashiach did not come because the Kiddush wine was so terrible. <laughs> Today, the wine is beautiful. He has no excuse. The only possible excuse he could have is Jews don't agree. They're not ready to accept me. Today, the Mashiach has no excuse. But whether he comes or he doesn't come, today has been an extraordinary day. Friends, one night, in the depth of night, alone and far from home, our ancestor Yaakov wrestled with an angel. It was a difficult fight. He limped as a result. And the angel said to him, let me go. And Yaakov said to him, I will not let you go until you bless me. And that was the moment that we, Am Yisrael, received our name, because we wrestled with God and with human beings and we prevailed. To be a Jew is not to let go until we have rescued something positive from a dangerous encounter. To be a Jew is not to let go until we have rescued a blessing from the curse. Until we have redeemed a nitzot shel or a fragment of light, from out of the darkness, and that is what the parents of Eliyahu Ephrach and Gilad Sher and Naftali Frankel, Zichronam Livracha, did. When the news of their kidnap spread throughout the Jewish world, every shul in the world. Certainly every shul in Britain, people were davening for them morning and evening. Not one shul where we didn't say prayers for them. When we heard the terrible news, we wept. But when the parents of these three memories that stay with us for a blessing, when Iris and Ori and Racheli and Avi and Bad Galim and Ophir, 
said, in the midst of their grief, as they stood facing Mahamavet, they said, Lo Ashalechecha ki imberachtani. I will not let you go until we rescue some hope from the midst of this tragedy. And in doing so, these heroic parents reminded us who we are and why. Because we are the people who, in the midst of death, insist in choosing life. I was introduced just now with this story about when I was young, Nahaiti, Baruch Hashem. We call it the Eloza Ben Azaria syndrome. Eloza Ben Azaria was wait 18 when they made him chief rabbi and his hair went gray overnight. And this happens to every one of us who follows in his footsteps. But once I was young and I had a meeting with the Lubavitcher Rebbe and it changed my life. This was a man who changed the Jewish world. Nowadays, we take outreach for granted. When the Lubavitcher Rebbe began this in 1951, nobody had ever done this before. Ramosha Mikusi in the smart mentions he went around France telling people to put on mezuzahs and where to fill it. That is the only outreach campaign I can find in the whole of Jewish history until the Rebbe came along. And I asked myself, why did he do this? What made him do it? And I suddenly realized that he had lived through the Shoah. He had seen two-thirds of European Jewry turn to ash. And he was a mystic. And Jewish mystics believe in tikkun, that if something is wrong, you can be metaken, you can rescue some light from the darkness. But how could you rescue light from the worst crime of humans against humans since humans first set foot on earth? And I suddenly realized that that is what drove him. He understood that Hitler Yamakshimov had hunted out every Jew in hate. He said, if that is what he did, we will search out every single Jew in love. And that one act of reaching out changed the Jewish world. And that is what Iris and Ori, Rachel and Avi and Batgalim and Althea are asking of every single one of us to reach out to our fellow Jew in love. Why does Jewish unity matter? I mean, you even hint at Jewish unity. You need to sit down and take a rest. Maybe you make a bracha al-anissim. Jews love arguing. I once, because I was worried about the divisions between religious and secular in Israel, I did a public conversation with the man that I was told was known as the Admor Shel HaChilonim, the novelist Amos Oz. And Amos Oz began with this sentence. He said, I am not sure that I will agree with Rabbi Sachs on everything, but then on most things, I don't agree with myself. <laughs> So we are the only civilization in the history of the world, all of whose canonical texts are anthologies of arguments. In Tanakh, Avram, Moshe, Yirmiyahu, Eov, argue with the Baruch Hu. 
In the Mishnah, Rabbi X argues with Rabbi Y. In the Midrash, Shivim Panim Torah. that's what we do. Other people have conversations. We only have arguments. So why does Jewish unity matter? And the answer is very simple. We are a very small people. I mentioned that when I became chief rabbi in 1991, this is a long time ago, people knew we would be traveling around the world. And they presented us with a directory of world Jewish communities in every country in the world. And under each country they had the population of the country and the Jewish population of the country. And in 1991, the entry for China read, China, population 1 billion, Jewish population 5. I said to Elaine when I saw this, if there are 5 Jews in China, I can guarantee you two things. Number one, there are six shuls. <laughs> and number two, somewhere someone is saying the Jews are running the country. <laughs> we are a tiny people. And we always were. Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of his life turned to the next generation and said, Lo meirubachem. Not because you are many did God choose you. You are the smallest of all peoples. And yet, think of this. Some of the greatest empires the world has ever known assaulted the Jewish people and tried to end either the people or our faith. Egypt of the Pharaohs, Assyria, Babylon, at the Alexandrian Empire, the Roman Empire, the medieval empires of Christianity and Islam, all the way to the Third Reich and the Soviet Union. These were the superpowers of their day. They bestrode the narrow world like a colossus. They were seemingly invulnerable. Every single one of those has been consigned to history, and our tiny people can still stand and sing Am Yisrael Chai. But, three times in history, our people went into exile. Once in the days of Yosef and his brothers. A second time in the days of the Babylonians in the 6th century before the Common Era. And the third time after the Roman conquest and destruction of Jerusalem. And each time for the same reason. Each time, as it says about Yosef and his brothers, because they could not live at peace with one another, our whole people went into exile in Egypt. In the first temple, after a mere three kings, the kingdom divided into two, and as Abraham Lincoln said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And in the second temple, Josephus tells us that within the besieged Jerusalem, Jews were more busy fighting one another than they were fighting the Romans outside. There is only one 
power on earth, capable of defeating the Jewish people. And that is the Jewish people. And that is why unity is so important, so valuable, and so necessary. Not only within Israel, but between Israel and the diaspora. There's so much that we do together already. Two days ago, we opened a new Beit Midrash, funded by our community up in the Tivt Fachot in the Galil. Every visit I made, we opened something that was a shutafud, a partnership between our little community in Anglo Jury and Israeli institutions. And we knew that we had gained so much more than we gave. But above all, what is so beautiful and so necessary is the human face, the relationships we have tried to create and we're always trying to create between young Israelis and our young Anglo-Jews. We used to bring, and we still do, young Israelis from the Galil to spend a week in England with Jewish families. I always used to meet with this group as they were leaving for the airport. And I used to ask, how is it? And they all said this was the best week of our lives. We never knew that people so far away, there's nowhere further away than Manchester, you should know. <laughs> people so far away care about us in Israel. They love us in Israel. It mattered to them. And of course... We try and send as many of our young Jews as we can for serious time in Israel in the summer in Gap year. And every one of them comes back as a Shagria Medinat Israel, an ambassador for Israel in the fight against the anti-Israel forces on university campuses where the attacks on Israel are relentless and unceasing. Our enemies know that the greatest strength we have is our solidarity. The greatest strength Am Yisrael has is our belief that Kol Yisrael The greatest strength we have is that as Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai said in the Mechilta de Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Yisrael ki ish echad belev echad, echad mehem gishim. If one Jew is injured, we all feel the pain. The human brain, at least my human brain, is very small. It's little. And yet the human brain is more powerful than the most powerful computer in the world. You know why? Because every neuron is connected to thousands of other neurons. So it is the connections that make the brain strong, even though it's very small. That is Am Yisrael. We're very small. But we're all connected. As it said in the big posters they used to have in New York in the 1990s, there was a big American bank that had a big advertising campaign. You have a friend in the Chase Manhattan Bank. And underneath, an Israeli had written, but in Bank Laumi, you have Mishpoch. <laughs> What is the difference between a friend and mishpacha? The answer is simple. If you have an argument with a friend today, tomorrow he's no longer a friend. 
But you have an argument with a member of the family, and tomorrow he's still a member of the family. <laughs> Families never break. And that is Jewish unity. Believe you me, Jewish unity does not mean uniformity. I don't need you to agree with me. I just need you to care about me. That is what matters. We Jews, especially in Chutz Laaretz, must never forget that in 4,000 years, Jews have been scattered all over the world. There's not one place on earth where Jews have not been. In fact, you know that if you try and escape to the most remote place on earth to get away from all the other Jews, you meet all the Jews who've gone there to get away from all the other Jews. So there's not one place on earth where Jews haven't been. But throughout all those 40 centuries, and throughout all those countries, there only ever was one place on earth that Jews could call home. Home in the Robert Frost sense, that when you have to go there, they have to let you in. This is the only place that we could ever call home. There only ever was one place on earth where we, Am Yisrael, could construct a society of our own in accordance with our deepest ideals. There only ever was one place where the very land, the language, the landscape is Jewish. Every hill and every valley speaks Jewish history. Here in Israel is the only place on earth where being Jewish is not something you do. Birshut HaYachid in private, B'Tzin'ah, in a school, a shul, a home. Here being Jewish is out there in the Rishut HaRabim. There is only one place on earth where being Jewish is not being part of a religious or ethnic minority. Here you are part of an extended diverse and differentiated people. You meet Jews here who are part of Am Yisrael, who come from 103 different countries, speaking 82 different languages, most of them all at once. The Jewish people is the circumference of a circle whose center is here in Eretz Yisrael and Medinat Yisrael. This is where our people was born. This is where our people today is being reborn. And therefore, let us stand together, religious and secular, Hasid and Mitnagay, right wing and left wing, Maravi, Mizrahi, Ashkenazi, Sephardi, even Maccabi, Tel Aviv, and Abbaal, Tel Aviv, all is biyacha, and say that what unites us is greater then what divides us? We don't need to like each other. We just need to love each other. That's all. And therefore, let there be shalom Yisrael, so that there can be shalom Yisrael, And let us live so that we and the world can know. Mi ka'amcha Yisrael, goi echad ba'aretz. One nation, undivided. Amen. Amen.